I actually find myself in a sort of no man's land right now. Officially, my final Lord's Day as your senior pastor here at Calvary Bible Church is today. So my message today, technically speaking, should be my farewell message, or as someone has said, my swan song. But due to the fellowship luncheon that is planned for September the 8th, for which I am humble and thankful, I was asked by the pastoral board to speak at the AM service preceding the luncheon, which, by the way, some is describing as the celebration of my retirement. I don't know how to take that yet. If I knew I was dying, then I would look at it as a celebration because I know I'm on my way to glory. But to celebrate my leaving, I'm not sure how to take that, but I'm sure that uh, God will be glorified nonetheless. Amen? But anyway, I was faced with a dilemma. When should I give my official farewell message? Today or September the 8th? After much prayerful thought, I concluded that since I am universally thought of as a long-winded speaker, I will give my farewell message in two parts. Part one today and part two on September the 8th, which in actuality, again, technically speaking, I will be giving as a guest speaker rather than as a senior pastor. This arrangement may allow me to give a shorter message on both occasions, and so hopefully leave on a positive note with you. All right, that being all cleared up, let's proceed with part one of my farewell message or my swan song as your senior pastor. I want to begin, though, with the words of Psalm 115, verse 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. I have a fear of drawing attention to myself for any reason. I don't like to do it. I am something like President Obama in a good sense. I like to lead from the rear, but in a good sense. As I've tried to demonstrate throughout my 21 years with you here at Calvary Bible Church, I believe that we should always go to the biblical text for our message rather than take our message to the biblical text. One is eisegesis, the other is exegesis. I believe that this principle should hold true for my farewell message to you as well. And so I prayerfully search for a passage that corresponds with my situation to see how it was handled in the Word of God. Now, I found quite a number, actually, both in the, Old, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. For instance, Moses, Joshua, Saul, the Apostle Paul, and of course, Jesus Christ himself. They all made farewell speeches to those whom they loved. But after much thought, I decided to emulate one of Paul's messages. And it is not one that you would readily think of as a farewell address, unless you think carefully and critically in the good sense meaning of that word, critical, something which I have tried to encourage you to do throughout my preaching and teaching, to think critically, to think carefully. Second Timothy was written by the Apostle Paul while he was awaiting what he thought was his certain death. So in a real sense, Second Timothy was Paul's swan song or farewell message to the son 
to his son in the faith, someone for whom he cared very much. This corresponds to my situation today as well. So I believe that some of Paul's sentiments, concerns, and passion may and in fact do parallel mine today. And so, to avoid emotionalism, possible attempts at self-aggrandizement, and unnecessary reminiscing over the past 20 years, I'm going to adapt and paraphrase Paul's farewell words to Timothy and make them mine to you, praying that they will come across as God's word to you rather than words from me. Paul's words will be shown on the screen as I speak. My personal adaptations and additions will be very easily seen. I'm sure you will see that as you go along. But I begin with the words again. Now, not unto us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. And so with those words, I now adapt Paul's address to Timothy as I give you my farewell message, part one. This is taken from verse one. This message is from Nancy and myself. Alan R. Lee, whom, as you know, was chosen by the will of God to be a servant of Christ Jesus at Calvary Bible Church for 21 years. I have been sent out by him to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Christ Jesus. That is a calling that continues to consume my life, to proclaim Jesus, the hope of glory, through the word of God to everyone at all times, without fear or compromise, so that they may be made complete or mature in Christ. From verse 2, we are writing to members of the incredible body of Christ at Calvary Bible Church, whom we love daily, and pray that God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace always. From verse 3, Beloved, and although I speak personally as your former pastor, I also speak on behalf of my present wife, Nancy, and I hope my only wife. I speak on behalf of my wife, Nancy, without whom I would never have been either physically, mentally, or emotionally able to fulfill God's calling among you for these past 21 years, these past 21 glorious, growing years. Nancy is the joy of my life. And apart from serving Christ, is the only reason for my living. But I thank God for all of you. The God I have sought to serve among and with you with a clear conscience for all of these years, just as others have done before me. Night and day, I have constantly remembered you in my prayers, and I will continue to do so. From verse 4, I will continue to look forward to enjoying ongoing sweet fellowship with you, for I cannot forget your love for me. And I look forward to being filled with joy every time we do so in the future, even as we did in the past in the will of the triune God. From verse 5, Beloved, I will never forget your genuine faith, for you share the faith that has been deposited in you by a rich heritage of faithful pastors, Pastor Weish, Anderson, Arnett, Cole, Thompson, Russell, and other faithful men and women of the past, you have a godly heritage. And I know and thank God for the fact 
that that same faith continues strong in you today. Verse 6. This is why I encourage all of you to keep the flames of the spiritual gifts God has been pleased to so graciously and abundantly bless you with when you trusted him as your savior. For, as I have impressed upon you these past years, that's how the body of Christ grows to the full stature and fullness of Christ. That's how you also increase in your love for God and for one another. From verse 7, please remember that not has gi- God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love and self-control. So please continue to use the gifts that God has given you and do so unashamedly and without fear or reservation of what any man or demon through a man or a woman may say or do to try to discourage you. Stick to the word of God. From verse 8, never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord Jesus Christ. And please, I ask you, don't be ashamed of me either even though I may have preached too long for some of you. Remember, I did so for the glory of God and for your spiritual upbuilding. I have humbly tried to live by the mandate, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory. So please, beloved, in the future, ask God for the strength to bear up under the preaching of God's servants for the sake of the gospel and for your own spiritual growth. From verse 9, remember, God saved and called all of us to live a holy life. He did this, not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time, to show us his grace to Jesus Christ our Lord. From verse 10, and as he has set forth in his word, that he has commissioned me to set forth his word to you. And I say again, not to us, O Lord, not to us but to your name and give glory. He has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way of life and immortality through the gospel. And so I say to you here this morning, who have not yet placed faith in Christ. Jesus Christ came at the end of the time to present himself as a perfect offering for your sin. And today, if you would acknowledge your need of him because you're a sinner and place your faith and faith alone in him alone, you could become a child of God. And we appeal to you, we ask you, we beg you to do that. But blessed be his name. God chose me by his grace to be a preacher and a teacher of this good news. And I testify before you today that I have diligently sought to be faithful to that calling and to the one who so graciously called me to do so among you these past 21 years. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. And so I leave with the assurance that when it comes to the sharing of the truth of God's word, your blood is not on my hands. You may charge me with many other shortcomings, but you cannot successfully charge me with failing to steadfastly obey his command to preach the word and to, to preach the word and to preach it for what it is, the word of God and not the word of man. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but your name, to your name give glory.
And so that's why I am more than willing to endure the charges and criticism of being a long, deep, and even boring preacher of the word by some of you who said I was too deep, too intellectual, and some even said I was too radical. I might even plead guilty as charged, but I am still thankful that you would be able to say, as one dear saint was said to have said of the pastor she loved when he was accused of the same. This is what she said. He may go down deeper and stay down longer than other preachers, but he sure never comes up as dry as they do. Let me repeat that. I like that one. He may go down deeper, stay down longer than other preachers, but he sure never ever comes up dry as they do. You see, they were saying that these preachers go down too deep, stay down too long, and come up too dry. So I am not ashamed of my regret or regret my preaching and teaching ministry here at Calvary Bible Church. For I did not do it to please you. I did not do it to please man. I did it to please God alone. I know the one in whom I trust. I know the one in whom I trust and the one to whom I was striving to be faithful. And I am positive that he is able and indeed will guard what I have entrusted to him through my preaching the word until the day of his return. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. And so I humbly exhort you, hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me through the word of God, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Jesus Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Please, dear ones, I beg you, I appeal to you, hold fast to the word of God, especially in these days in which we live. Desire its faithful proclamation in your services above that of events that merely tickle the air or entertain the flesh. Verse 15, I am thankful that though I'm sure some may have become weary of me or perhaps even lost faith in me, most have not. For this I am both humbled and thankful. For in all my seeking, I have sought not to seek pleasing man above all instead of pleasing God. Never my glory, but only his has been my desire. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory. From verse 16, may the Lord show his kindness to all, but especially to those of you who have encouraged me in so many ways following my surgery as I struggled with finding the energy to do the hard work that is the lot of those who seek to be faithful to preach the word of God as he wants and demands it to be preached and taught. You never stop believing in what God was doing through the faithful teaching of his word. Many of you called, emailed, or sent me notes of encouragement. Many of you going out of your way to do so many loving things in so many loving ways. I say thank you. Thank you for making these 21 years one of the most, the most glorious years of my life. May the Lord show all of you special kindness on the day of his return. Again from verse 18. And now I leave you with one admonition and the two requests that Paul himself asks for, ask of God 
in chapter 14, rather in chapter 4 of the book of Colossians. This is the passage we would have been expositing this morning if we didn't have this interruption. This is what Paul says in Colossians chapter 4. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Beloved, more than ever now as you seek for God's man here, this is something that you should obey. Devote yourselves to prayer, an alert mind, and a thankful heart. Pray for us too, that is for Nancy and myself, that God will give us many opportunities to speak out about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. Pray especially that I will continue to proclaim this message as clearly as I should. That's what I have tried to do and worked hard at doing it for the past 21 years. That, have I, that I have had the unspeakable joy, the unparalleled privilege, and the divinely God-appointed opportunity to do here at Calvary Bible Church. I leave with this word again, this time from Jude chapter 1. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, to Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. As always, but to remind you of the future, this is your pastor emeritus, Alan Lee, saying, Sila, think, and please, Act on these things. I love you. Not to us, O oh Lord. Not to us. But to your name, give glory. And now I have a special parting song I would like to sing. <laughs> but because I'm crying so much, I can't do it. So I'll do it on the tape. Not to us, O oh Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. As we leave this worship service, let us all go in peace, showing Christ's love to everyone, and bring glory to his name. And um, as Pastor Lee ended, now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless in the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, 
be all majesty and glory, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. You are dismissed.